This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is doing. A Patreon. It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, That means you're basically like a VIP member. And there's two different levels that you can, you know, subscribe to. And you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get... Or exclusive merch. Exclusive merch. You could get um, first dibs on signing up for a live show. You get episodes with no commercials. You get our video because our video is no longer available on YouTube. It is only on Patreon. And the most important to me is you get videos of our live shows. So if you are far away and you couldn't make our last live show it will be on the website we're going to record this future live show it's going to be on patreon but also bonus episodes each month you guys tell us all the time you want more episodes this is a way for you to get more episodes so you're going to get our basic tuesday thursdays that we always put out right but if you're on a patreon your vip you're going to get more I can't wait to talk about in detail some more stories because I always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law explain. I might read a book. <laughs> they just unsubscribed. <laughs> they. This is also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. So if that is breaking some of your hearts, just go ahead and subscribe now. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go again? Patreon.com slash bloody happy hour. Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. Thirsty Thursday, bloody happy hour time. Um, how thirsty are you, April? I mean, I know you had a wild night like two nights ago, and oh, since we're so old that not thirsty you can't at even all. like we can't recover the same. No, there's no there's two no day, recovery. Two day hangovers. There's is no when you're in your forties. When you're in your forties, hangovers last two days, and I can't. I just went sober. This is now a sober podcast. This Where's Pete? <laughs> Where's Pete when we need him? Oh, Pete. Pete, I think April needs to come on your show. Yes, it's now time. Uh, um, how about so? There's a. I've been working out at this place lately, and somebody asked me just the other day, um, "Well, why were you not here on whatever day?" And it was Thursday. Why was I not here there? I was like, "Well, I was recording my podcast." <laughs> I was recording my podcast. And they're like, oh, you have a podcast? I was like, oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Go ahead and subscribe. Give so me I phone. told them, I was like, it's a true crime podcast. And they were like, <gasps> like five people. And they're like, what okay. is it? What is it? We're looking it up. We're listening. We're listening. I'm like in the mic. So if you're one of those new people who are listening, welcome. Welcome. 
So I was like, just beware. You know, there could be some stuff that we talk about that, you know, could be disturbing. And I always say, you know what? We're learning as we go. Yeah. So have some grace, especially if you listen to some of the other ones. And or, sometimes you if know, you're any listening of the ones to me, now. just put it on 1.5 speed because sometimes I tend to talk a little slow. <laughs> but that's fine. I'm just processing the information. Or I could give you wrong info and talk real fast. Hey, either A or. little bit of both. There's, there's no telling how we do it. No, there's no. Um, so April's drinking water, and I'm having some... I got a little deep eddies in there, because why not? Oh, don't even. Do you want some vodka? No. What do you want? Nothing. Do you want a martini? Nothing. Do you want... I need some um, pure hydration. Do you need some Ensure? <laughs> Pedialyte. Pure hydration. Um, do you recognize the sound... Now, you know how I recognize this sound? Because during the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, yes, we're bringing it back there. Yes, I will go it's back there for any second I can. <laughs> I even rewatched some of them the other day because I just needed to get it in. I just needed to get it in. So during the, during the closing, Amber Heard's closing, okay, her attorney is giving his argument and the sound goes off and it's just what are the odds and what are the chances <laughs> of an amber alert going off during amber, amber herd's closing <laughs> and the judge quietly because like you know even if your phone's on silent it It'll comes go. on your watch it comes on your phone yeah. it's like um and and it happens like oh you'll get it the two seconds later this person then this person so it came, it was like, oh, a bunch of people got it. They, they silenced it. And then like two, like about 30 seconds later, it did it again because then it hit other people's phones. And the judge just quietly was like, it appears there's an Amber Alert. <laughs> <laughs> but really what I think it was is they were having tornadoes in the area or bad uh, weather. So uh -huh. I think it was a bad weather alert. But the first thing that came to my mind when I heard it was Amber Alert because I don't think I don't think your phone alerts like that for bad weather. That's just like on the rate, like on the TV, maybe. Yeah. Like, it, like it'll come across the screen, but this national weather alert. So I'm going with that. It was an Amber alert it that went off during Amber Heard's trial. So you may be wondering why in the hell am I talking about Amber alerts? Could you be doing the story? I might be doing the story of how the Amber Alert was created. Let's do it. Wow. Look at that. So, okay, you know, there's Adam Walsh, which you've looked into him a little bit before. Yes. And he's the one who his John Walsh created, like, In Pursuit with John Walsh. And he went on to, like... America's Most Wanted. Yes, because his son, Adam, was kidnapped or abducted. And I don't really know the whole story. From Sears. And From was Sears. later found um, decapitated. But I'm not going to tell you much more because it's going to be a Patreon episode. Oh, soon. yeah. So I think they came up with like a code Adam. And this was like a predecessor to the Amber Alert. Hmm. Um, I don't really know much about the code Adam. I just know all about the Amber Alert. Okay. So it was Saturday, January 13th in 1996. Okay. And it's so sad that 1996 is like a long, long time ago because I'm pretty sure in 1996 I was 11. 
I think I was a freshman in so high school. So I was actually old. You were a freshman? You're, th- oh, you're only three years old. I graduated in 99. Okay. Well, good thing I'm young. So <laughs> this is in Arlington, Texas. So not only is it we're about the same age as these people, or I was close to this. And then it's right down the road. So I guess we're back in Texas. Donna Woodson and her two kids. She has nine-year-old Amber and five-year-old Ricky. And they were at the park, and they were going to go to grandparents' house. And then um, Donna was like, barely, like, they are going to get in the car to go to grandparents' house. But the kids were like, oh, we actually want to ride our bikes for a little bit. And can we just go ride around the block? Whatever. And she's like, okay, but just go around this block. Do not go any further. Mm -hmm. Do not go any further. It was around 3.10 p.m. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know, we know, Mom. Like, it's fine. Well, pretty close to this one block was a Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixie is like a little grocery store. But it was an it was a clo- it was closed, so this is an abandoned parking lot. But there was like this ramp, and so the kids, you know, like to go ride their bikes on the ramp. Okay. Like when I was little, there's trails near my house, so I would go with my friends and the neighborhood kids and go ride bikes on the trails, yeah. and it was like no big deal, not not an issue. Yeah. No, I didn't have Same. a phone. I didn't have to Snapchat it. I didn't have to post it on Instagram. No. I didn't have to tell anybody about it. I just did it, and I had fun. Uh-huh. Kids. Need to get back to that. Yeah. But nope. TikTok. It's not happening. So they're going and they're riding around this parking lot, the two the two kids. And the uh little brother, Lil Ricky, Lil, Lil Ricky. Ricky, he's like, Um, I think that we rode too far and I just kinda wanna go back. I don't wanna get in trouble. He's the little he's job, the Ricky. he's the young one. And so he's like, Uh, Amber, I'm leaving you want to come? And she's like, no, I want to ride a little bit more. And she's, he's like, okay, well, I'm going home. So he leaves and goes home, goes to grandparents' house. And now a word from our sponsors. I'm your puzzle pal, and I'm going to tell you about my latest obsession, Wongo Puzzles. These things are the real deal, folks. They're high quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I've been there. (laughs) I might still be there. But I got one of these actually for Christmas. I loved it. I did it, and I was so proud of myself. And they have all these cool designs, and you need to go to wongopuzzles.com and use our discount, BHH. You get 10% off, and I really want to know if you'll order one of these puzzles. How would you think about it? Because it's so fun, and I need to order, like, five. Cure hydration. If you are obsessed with your hydration like I am, this may be something good for you. This is something that is so easy Forget about the Gatorade. That just dehydrates you even more. And if you don't like the taste of coconut water, try Cure Hydration. You can go to my offer link. It is zen, Z-E-N, dot A-I slash B-H-H 20. This is vegan. It's no added sugars. It's just a little packet you could put in your water. Or if you're really smart during happy hour, you could put it into your Tito's. It is just as effective as an IV drip. And it's... If you don't not like the taste of water, it's not as boring as water, not as sugary as the sports drink. And if you're an athlete, it'll give you the best performance. Or if you just get 
brain frog or headaches because you do not stay hydrated. Brain frog? Brain fog. (laughs) The solution is cure hydration. So go to that link, enter the code. You can go to my offer link. It is zen, Z-E-N dot A-I slash B-H-H 20. Cure hydration Ricky gets home. It's just like two minutes from, from like where they, this parking lot to, to the grandparents' house, literally two minutes. Okay. So gets home. First thing mom asks is, where's Amber? And he's like, oh, well, she wanted to ride a little bit longer. And we actually were in the Winn-Dixie parking lot right on the ramps. And she's like, go back and go get your sister. Oh. And then Grandpa is Tell like... Tell me the ages again, 9 and 11? No, uh, Amber's 9, Ricky was 5. Oh, So he no. was younger. Poor little Ricky Poo. I, I, I cannot imagine letting a 5-year-old... I would have been mad at Amber for letting your 5-year-old brother go back by himself. Oh, well, maybe she's just real selfish. And she's like, I want to still ride and have fun. Yeah. And if you want to be a little baby, then go home. As mo- Yeah. Like me thinking back, I'd have been like, what? You're the big sister. You don't leave your brother. Oh, see, but I'm not the mama big. Sent, then tr- mama sent five-year-old back. Tried to. Grandpa stopped it. Oh, okay. Grandpa was like, no, 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 no. I'm getting in the truck, and I'm going to get her from the parking lot. Thanks, Grandpa. Somebody has sense around here. So Grandpa goes, hops in his truck, and he gets into the parking lot, and he does not see anything, and they're like, okay, where ro- he drove around a few times, nothing, nothing. He was like, um, what, what do we do? What do we do? Let, let, maybe, yeah, maybe where where is she? Maybe she'll come back. He drove around and he saw her pink bicycle. Uh-oh. In the parking lot. Alone, but no Amber. Okay. So he then drove saw a, a police officer who was talking to this guy and the guy lived in one of the houses that was like backed up to the Winn-Dixie parking lot. Mhm. And this guy, like Jimmy went over there and was like, hey, what's going on? And this witness guy said that he watched a guy snatch a girl off of her bike and drive away. Oh, (laughs) he was telling the police this or he He was was telling the police this. So he's neighbor. He's just in his yard. He's right next to this parking lot. And he saw it. He saw a black truck pull up, grab the girl, pull her in the truck and drive away. And he said it just happened so fast. And then I'm assuming he called the police. And then by the time police got there, grandpa shows up in the parking lot Mm. and was like, what's going on? I'm looking for my uh, grandchild. Here's her. That's her bike. What's happening? What's going on? Neighbors like, oh, this is what I saw. Blah, blah, blah. The I think it was like the back his backyard. It was like a chain link fence that separated it. So he could have just been sitting out there and talk. So and this isn't like a. Um, secluded area. I mean, it's like traffic and there's like a laundromat near and there's stuff all around. Yeah. So there's activity. 
So he says he watched in horror as the man grabbed Amber right off her bike, pulled her through the driver's side door. She kicked and screamed, tried to fight him off. But within seconds, the truck, the man and Amber were gone. Gosh. So Jimmy goes back home. Grandpa, Grandpa goes back home, tells Donna the first words out of his mouth is somebody got Amber. And she couldn't believe it. She shocked. She was like, this has to be a mistake. No. She was not alone for even eight minutes. Yeah. That's just how fast it This happens. guy had to have been sitting back and watching. Sitting back and watching. So Donna goes to the parking lot. She's yelling for Amber. Can't Realizes that she really is gone. And the witness then tells police it's, this is a, it was a solid black truck, single cab. It was in good shape. Police sent out a bolo. Be on the lookout. For anyone driving this black truck. And from that point, anytime a black truck moved, that was the person. <laughs> like they were they were on it. So the police were on it. Good. The community was on it. Like everybody was willing to help out. So they're searching for this. And yeah, the witness said that it happened so fast he wasn't able to get a really good look at the guy. For description, but he did say that he thought he was either white or Hispanic, 20s or 30s. He was under six feet tall. I mean, it's a pretty good look. Under six feet tall? Under six feet tall (laughs) with a medium build and dark hair. So it's copy. Ariel Castro? Could be Ariel Castro. (laughs) So, yeah, like I said, there was a neighborhood nearby, laundromats, houses were all around. Um, the laundromat typically was busy, but like by the time they were looking or they realized she was missing, everybody was out of the laundromat. So there was nobody there to talk to. So this is, they're just kind of figuring out the community comes out. They're searching the streets, the creeks, the bushes. They are putting, um, they're searching throughout the night. The mom, I think she stays home, but I think she's staying home to, if there's a phone call. Uh-huh. or if she, Amber shows up shows to up. the house. Yeah. But then they go on. Mom and dad are divorced, but they are in this together, okay. which is good, obviously. And they go on do they go on the news, and they're pleading for just somebody to bring her back. There's, I mean, at this point, the house is swarming with, like, journalists and cameras and all the things. And they're begging for their, her daughter, their daughter's safe return. So the they I think they also had like a dairy local dairy and uh, a radio station had offered $15,000 reward for information that would lead to her a kidnapper or safe return. Yeah, yeah. So they're putting out a reward. People are tying pink ribbons around trees and lampposts and this is happening like this is all happening quick i exp- i mean like yes this is i guess very in quick. the best case i well, expected you gotta- the story to be like the police didn't do what they needed to do and like the information didn't get out there and that's well, why I, we had to have amber alert system. well so it, I expected opposite yeah it didn't it it didn't get out far. It just got out to their local community. Oh, okay. Because, so it, it's like two days later, police end the ground search. They end the air search because they do, they think that she may no longer be in Texas. Oh, hell. I know. 
So then law enforcement shifts their focus and they set up a tip line. They have about 50 law enforcement officers working on this case. There's FBI agents, child abduction, FBI child abduction and serial killer unit. Um, they're every tip that comes in, they're investigating it. Um, they're talking to psychics. They're talking to mediums, you know, cause back mm-hmm. then that's the thing. Um, and so they had tons and tons of leads, but none of them were leading them Shit. any closer to finding her on day four of this investigation. A man is walking his dog about four miles away from where Amber was abducted. And he noticed something white in a creek behind an apartment building. Mm. And when he got a little closer, he realized it was the body of a young girl, beaten, bruised, bloody, with her throat slit, naked, (gasps) except for a single sock on her right foot. What? And they identified the body as Amber Hagerman. She was naked. Yes, except oh. for a white one sock on her foot. Mm-mm. So maintenance workers at the apartment complex were like, well, we have been keeping an eye out, and this was not here a couple of days ago. So they either thought, because it, it had been raining a lot recently, they didn't know, because like water levels were a lot higher, they didn't know if it was like from washed. a storm from the night before that her body had washed from the sp- spot it had originally been dumped. Um, but they did think that the rain washed away any physical evidence. Of course. So now we have her, she's being sent off to, for autopsy and it showed that she had been dead for two days. So he kept her for two days Uh and then that he just kept her for two days and did. You can only imagine. Yeah. Um, she had been captured for two days before she was killed, and that's when she was beaten and sexually assaulted repeatedly. No. Mm, I don't understand people. So now they're they're like, all right, we gotta who did this? We gotta find out who did this, who did this, who did this. FBI, they created a criminal profile for for this man. They were looking for any they were thinking he had maybe some connections to Arlington, that he probably lived there or worked there. Okay, that's where they are. Um, they were thinking he was comfortable in the city that he most, I don't know how they come up with these things, but they, they said he, he most likely had a criminal record and, and, or had previously committed crimes against children. They think that he lived alone in a secluded area where he could have taken her without and like held her captive without Mm -hmm. being seen. Mm hmm. And they said that they thought his attack may have been triggered by something that was going on in his life, whether he had like recently been divorced, been fired from a job, something like that. Okay. Um, But they did say that they thought it, the attack was not well-planned or methodically plotted. And they thought it was very opportunistic. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, so now we have this death. Everybody's like shaken. This, I mean, it's affected everybody in this community, right? So this lady named Diane Simone, Simon, Simone, Simone, Simon, something. <laughs> Diane, we'll call her. Diane. 
She is a mom from Fort Worth, and she, like, everybody had been watching TV. This is what was on the news. They were searching for her. So this lady was watching this story unfold, and she just couldn't imagine that this girl was taken from a parking lot 3 o'clock in the afternoon in broad daylight where there's homes and there's businesses and that no one saw anything except for the one witness. Um, and so she felt like some someone else had to see, like somebody else at some point had to see something or had to know something. And she called into this uh, DFW Dallas-Fort Worth radio station to just, I guess they're like, oh, call in and whatever. So she's talking about how she's frustrated. So while she's on the show, she shares an idea and she says, if the media can issue weather alerts and TV and radio warnings for like dangerous mm-hmm. weather conditions, why couldn't they do the same for a kidnapped or abducted child? Look at you, Diane. Diane. So she suggested something that would interrupt broadcast and get people's attention. Look at her. This bitch is DTF. She is. So as we know, the first, what, 48 hours are the most important. But yes. in especially in these abduction or kidnapping cases, the first three hours are m- mm. the most, most important. Because they could easily just drive to Mexico. Like, they could yeah. drive far. They could typically kill them within that amount of time. And so with this idea, law enforcement could like tap the public broadcast system within hours or minutes and it can spread however far, like further than just your immediate small community. So this, her idea, it takes off and the, everybody loves it. They're like, that's a great idea. Then police think it's a great idea. The, community that brought everybody thinks is a great idea and now a word from our sponsors all right if you love smoothies or if you love your protein in the morning you need to get you a blend jets you can do that if you go into blendjet.com if you enter the code bhh 12, you get a discount. And let me tell you, these things are portable. They are easy to use. They can fit in your cup holder. You can have it at home or you can have it in your office like I do. Right this morning, I had my blueberry banana one mm, with it? some chia seed. It wasn't chunky or anything? It was very smooth. Wow. When I have it in my shaker, it is a little chunky. Oh, so this is wow. a great alternative. I love it. Um, it is battery powered, so all you have to do is plug it in every two weeks, and the battery never runs down. Oh, my gosh. I love battery-powered things. Go to Blendjet's and order you a Blendjet and get a discount. Thanks, April, for sharing. Did you know you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned the bottle around to actually see what's inside. When I did, I found out many of my favorite creamers contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, dipotassium phosphate, ew, and artificial flavors. 
Laird Superfood all started when big wave surfer Laird Hamilton needed morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. He couldn't find anything in the market that met his ingredient standards, so made himself the ultimate plant-based creamer. Laird Superfood started and launched its first product, Original Superfood Creamer, in 2015. Laird Superfoods contain no artificial flavors, colors, or additives, and no sugars from highly refined corn syrup. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into to your routine. All Laird products are also made of all natural whole food ingredients and they are crafted from the highest quality all natural real food ingredients. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code BOO at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. So then this is when they, that area DFW starts working with law enforcement and they're trying to figure out how to make this plan happen. So within nine months in October, 1996, the Amber plan is unveiled, unveiled in the U S and the Amber alert was born. Now Amber alert has two meanings. First, it's a tribute to Amber. Amber. Second, it's an acronym that stands for. America's Missing Broadcast Emergency Response. A-M-B-E-R. How did that happen? Amber Alert System. So the the plan directed police um, to notify broadcasters back in the day via fax. Because, you know, it's like 30 years ago because we're old as, as fuck. Um, and as soon as an abduction was confirmed, radio stations would break into their scheduled programming and they would immediately share the information. And then the information that was in the community and it became part of the search team and you had everybody on the ground and doing all these, all these searches. So it's evolved over time mm-hmm. and now it's being shared over radio. Radio, I guess people still listen to radio. Radio, TV, um, internet, service providers, certain like your phones, phones. your watches. It goes directly to your wireless device. As you know, I know you can have a setting to turn it off on your phone or you can turn it on on your phone. Um, I didn't even know you could turn it off. Yeah, you can turn it off. Because actually it's helped me before because I didn't set my alarm when I was at a work thing and I, I... Typically wake up, so I don't ever set an alarm. But I'm sure glad that Amber Alert went off at (laughs) 6 o'clock because I would have been late. (laughs) So 2019, this is what's interesting. There were, uh, okay, 145 Amber Alerts were issued in the United States. But that doesn't sound like a lot for a whole year. In 2019, 145. And the reason that it was such a low number is because a lot of time, a lot of states had yet to adopt it it Uh, uh, because it's based on like there were 420,000 missing children reports in that year but only 145 amber alerts 420,000 420,000 missing child reports 145 amber alerts but there's also criteria for these amber alerts Number one, law enforcement must confirm that an abduction has taken place. Mm -hmm. Number two, the child must be at risk of serious injury or death. Uh, Number three, there must be sufficient 
description or descriptive information of the child of the captor or the captor's vehicle to issue an alert. Okay. And then the child must be under 17 years old. Okay. So, I Amber, guess there's not a time frame <coughs> of when they remember. Like they have to wait. Well, because back in the day, you couldn't, like, you would say, oh, I give them a kid, and they're like, oh, you can't report it for 48 hours. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, and that was the most crucial 48 hours. Yeah. But remember. Oh, it's just a runaway. The Carolyn Cummings episode, I think, when we had. No, um, when we had the lady that I used to work with come on, and she oh. was telling us about her sister. Oh, the silver alert. the silver alert. alert yeah, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't let her do a silver alert because it was like didn't meet criteria days like the time frame right right so by the time they knew or thought she was missing it was over like maybe like the 48 hours or something so they never really got to do yeah so i think so i wonder if there's something like that well it appears it appears that they've taken a time constraint away Because there, I think there's like, as long as you have enough information leading us to believe that this child didn't just Mm -hmm. run away Mm -hmm. and that they were taken, like if, if you're divorced and the ex is like violent and he, you see him take your child and you're like, he's, they'll send out an Amber Alert. Because a lot of times, well, not a lot, I don't know. It is family members. Yeah, it is like. Oh, it's the mama. They're with yeah. their mama. And, and in the Amber Alert, they'll describe, they're say, they'll say this this age of this kid is wearing this and is in this car, and they'll give the description yeah. of the car. So they have to have, I guess they have to have all that information, and they put it in the alert. So yes. then you're looking. So uh, January 2021 was the 25th anniversary of her death and the police in Arlington said they made a renewed plea for information and for the first time they shared that they had DNA evidence. Ooh. And obviously DNA has come a long way from back then and they're hoping that this will get them closer and closer to finding who Amber's killer yeah. was because as of now, 2023, it's been 27 years since this abduction. And although it did inspire the creation of this life-saving emergency system, um, it is it has brought more than a thousand children home safely. However, Amber's case still remains unsolved. unsolved. Oh no. I couldn't remember if it was solved. I remember watching the Lifetime movie, I think, about this. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So, luckily, they... So, did they just keep DNA? Did they exhume her body? I don't did know. They? I tried to look in more on that, and I didn't find any information. So, I figured... They I don't know. They just still had... They had to have, like, taken some swabs or something, and they and still And it's like, it you stored. can't... You have to you have to figure out when you want to run it, mm-hmm. because then you lose it. Yeah. So I'm assuming they don't have much, but I don't know what. I don't even know how. I don't know how you even go about figuring out who could have. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You. I mean, surely somebody will come 
forward? Somebody would know. Somebody has to know. Do you think if you're an abductor or a murderer or something, you don't tell anybody? You have to tell somebody. Maybe if they get drunk and tell somebody. I I mean, because you, you, I would think you would want to kind of brag about it. Sometimes. Like, ooh, I got away with this and I got this big, Mm -hmm. you know, and now it's Amber. I don't know. Yeah. There was one story, it just came out a week or two ago, that a guy who murdered somebody 10 years ago, he just confessed. And he want, like he just was like, I couldn't hold it in anymore. I did it. I did it. Please arrest me. And he just like basically walked into the police department. So oh, he I just saw, got some. I saw this one, uh, I don't know, it was something on wherever, internet. A guy, you know, they do the whole trafficking thing. Like, what's the uh, guy that you met who he is the... Um... Sirimuchi? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So they intercepted this guy. That, like, they, the undercover officers were pretending to be, like, this 10-year-old girl or yeah. whatever and met with this guy who had already been in prison for 25 years for oh. uh, raping a, like, 4-year-old. And he's over here trying to meet with this 10-year-old boy or girl or whatever and meet. And he was like, the undercover guy is like, well, what did you come here for? Oh, I just wanted to come and talk. And he was like, well, were you planning on having sex with this with this kid? And he was like, well, only if they wanted to. <laughs> only and if the they gave dude, me consent. And the undercover was like, you bat, like, no, this is illegal. You need to be in jail. And he was like, you need to call the police right now and turn yourself in Uh and the guy was like okay i i do i don't need to be out i do need to be and so he called the police and he got taken to jail oh shit i just and this guy was just like a normal looking old like Mm -hmm. he wasn't he was probably in his 50s but you wouldn't he there's a compulsion so many people out there that do this and and it's Awful. I mean, there's so many pedophiles. Oh, yes. You would be shocked. I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked anymore. And like a lot of people, if I post stuff about child this or child that, like, you know, a lot of people don't want to read about or hear about or listen to anything that happens to a child. But it is so, it happens, it's so out there so much. Mm -hmm. It's hard to avoid. It's sad. Yeah. And it is awful and sad, but it's like, that's the reality. And they, yes. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like people need to know. And really kids need to know. Like some parents do want to shield their kids from things like that. But I always wanted my kid to be informed. Yeah. Well, like even my friends, like who I watch their kids and stuff a lot. And they told their kids, they're like, nobody, no grown up should ever see you naked. Yeah. Except for mommy and daddy. If we're, well, that, that, yeah, that could be bad too. But they're like, if we're no grown up should see you naked. Uh-huh. And so they came and they'll spend the night at my house and take baths. And they're like, well, can Yaya see me naked? <laughs> and like, well, that's uh-huh. a, she's kind of family. But it's at least they asked. Yeah. yeah. And they are being talked to about it. And you may not want to talk, but you and these kids are like three and four. Yeah. So you got to just. Tell them. Tell Just talk them. to them. Tell them. Tell talk them. Talk to them about them. a penis. Talk to them about vagina. The real words. The real words. That's what you... At Camp Careful, that's what they tell you to do. 
Is it called Camp Careful? I think it's called Camp Careful. Um, so I'm preaching. I don't have no children. Preaching, preaching. Pre- yes, kids need to know. But they need to know. Yeah. Still, till this day. Nobody needs to. It's not your pee pee. It's your penis and it's your vagina. Yeah. That's what they say at Camp Careful. <laughs> you need to go by the anatomy. I need terms. to go see where Camp Careful is. Maybe. <laughs> I need I've to, never I need to camp I need to be as far away from Camp Careful as possible, but I feel like I'm in Camp Careful. Um when Skiramucci came to my book club or whatever, he had these two phones. I don't remember if I told you this. Oh yeah. And one of them like they kept going off, kept going off, kept going off. And these were like his undercover phones. So one of them was um men who were trying to have se- meet up and have sex with him which he was posing as an undercover like a like an underage underage girl 13 year old girl the other one is men around here central texas that were trying to purchase child porn or distribute either purchase Mm. distribute or so it's by the time he left both of the phones had 150 plus messages people around here like it's so everywhere. Try, it is. It is everywhere. Whether I don't understand. This is in a two-hour window. What <laughs> is the? What is it about? I don't get it. I don't. I don't. Think I almost. Does. You know, because I'm always, I'm always interested in like, I want to know why or how or like, I look into this, and I'm like, what is it about a little child? It's 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 hard to say because you don't want to go there, yeah. but it's like I don't understand. Um, do you think people take this uh, Amber Alert system seriously now? Like, how seriously do you take it when it goes off? This uh, when auto- it goes off, I if I mean if if it said Waco, like it happened in where I live, I would be like, ooh, if I see the car, yeah. But I'm not gonna go hunt for the car, yeah, yeah. But I think if I don't know. I mean, I think it's a lot. I do know a lot of people are like, "Ugh, Amber Alert! Let's go. Yeah. Amber Alert's going off again." But I think that's why it doesn't go off that often, <clears throat> like too often. No, I just remember at first, um, and maybe when it was when my kid was littler, so I took it more seriously. But it would go off, and so literally, it would be like a I don't know whatever type of car. I would Google it, the image. And me and Trenton would look at it. Trenton, this is the type of car we're looking for. This is the color. Here's oh, you would tape place. it on your... No, no, no. Like, we would just have a visual of it. Like, I'd show them the type of car. So, if we were just driving around, this is the type of car that we would be looking for. Oh, see, so that's what we like need to do. Game. That's it would what be like a do. game. That's what we should do. <laughs> Tell everybody to do that. Listen. But what would you but put on your steering wheel? But now, I don't wheel? do is... Oh, steering wheel, that's if people... Um, were escaped prison. <laughs> so like when the Texas seven escaped, I cut out the pictures and the paper and I like glued it <laughs> or taped it to my steering wheel. So I knew what about what they Vicky, like. uh, Vicky and Casey, Casey white or whatever <laughs> their name is. They escaped and they just like had a bunch of sex and got <gasps> porn and yeah. like, then she killed herself. And then he is like so gross. And like, he's like eight feet tall. <laughs> She saw that big old schlong. Mm. She's like, mm, get that BD. Okay. There you go. That was good. That was good. History of the Amber Alert system. Guys, send this episode to whoever and 14 of your friends. Yeah, and thanks for coming to the live show. It was so much fun.
I think it was amazing. Yeah. We don't Let's do it again know. tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Live show is tomorrow. <laughs> we are excited to see. Oh, we had a blast at the live show. Sorry. Um, okay. Rate us, review us, and subscribe to us. And go to Patreon because the newest episode is coming out, or the first episode is coming out this week. George Stinney Jr. It's a case. It's a case where you're going to need your tissue um, or a drink. And you're going to get pissed unless you're a robot. So so basically, I'm just a robot. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see. Okay. Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. Everybody has a story worth telling. I'm Corey Duncan. On Best Story Ever, I take guests that you know through their most unique and captivating stories. The best part? I hear the story for the first time when you do. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Find Best Story Ever on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hola, yo soy Jackie. Y yo soy Jessica. Y esto es Zona del Crimen. podcast donde hablaremos sobre casos de crímenes reales y eventos impactantes que han quedado marcados a través del tiempo. Recuerden que nos pueden seguir en Facebook, Instagram o donde escuches tus podcasts favoritos. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By, By the, the Cover, Cover Podcast. podcast. We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. Don't forget the smut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months, and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. (laughs) For sure. For sure. You can find us on Instagram at bythecover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. We are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. Mm. Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.